Hello, it's time for yet another side quest. We've got Jishnu in the house. Hello, Jishnu. Shup. Shup. Sup. Hi. And uh, myself, Dinkar. Here's how this is going to work. We're going to give you two recommendations for things we've been watching, reading, and mostly probably watching, actually. <laughs> Jishnu, why don't you kick us off? Um, yeah, the first one is a, is a thing I watched about a guy who makes things that you read. How do you like them apples? The Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus is, is a goodie. It was a documentary they've been planning for a long time because as mm -hmm. you all probably know, Stan Lee is a very big fish being the father of Marvel Comics. So for the last couple of years of his life, uh, I guess they had this thing in the works and they were just like, hey, Stan, can you sit in front of a microphone and a camera and just like riff about your life and tell us every little thing? And so he very happily did. Because um, obviously there's a lot of nice documentation of all of the works he's made since day one, obviously. But um, what was really cool is the marriage of like archival footage of him talking to a bunch of suits at various, I don't know, I guess corporate events with investors or whatever, like talking about like Marvel comics and comic books and explaining how in the time in the 40s and 50s, comic books were not, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, like they weren't well looked upon. Like people thought like they'll corrupt you. You know, they're like... Kids read them. They weren't a respected. They were not. Reading. Yeah, they were not. They were not a respectable thing. So you have footage of that, and then you obviously know what they are now. And so I thought it was a, a good, uh, fun, breezy little homage from the man, by the man himself. It was fun. It was good. Did they talk about his uh, collaborators much? Because yeah. I did see some complaints of like them being, uh, like not mm. given their time mm -hmm. of day. Yeah. Uh. Sure. You could say that, but it's not their. It's not their documentary. So they're there. Like they have a bunch of like um, old audio recordings of uh, Jack Kirby and I think Steve Ditko as well. And they're definitely name dropped and they're mentioned a lot in his right. story because you can't. They go hand in hand. Um, so, yeah. Did they like tell you, you know, every They don't feature in the documentary, I suppose, because they're Jack not very Kirby's happy life? with no. the, the Stanley estate, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know that drama, but I didn't feel irked by that because it didn't seem relevant to me because even if that may be the case i'm sure it is like with anybody who's like at his level of business success you're going to burn some bridges and there's going to be some things where like you know you're not happy with it which actually this was not my second recommendation but another documentary that you guys have talked about on the show um a little while ago was fubar sorry not, not fubar my bad was the other arnold schwarzenegger thing his documentary which i saw which is a very self-effacing thing which i guess the stanley one is because i mean it's him saying like I made some awesome shit, and we all definitely agree he made awesome shit. Um, but in Arnold Schwarzenegger's case, that documentary is in three parts, three hours long, um, focusing on his athletic prowess, his acting chops, and then his time as a governor. And it's a very fascinating story because Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the most fascinating humans on the planet and clearly very accomplished. But that's what makes it kind of worth watching because he's such an odd duck. But Stanley, at the end of the day, is an artist and a business mogul. And I think that like with Arnold Schwarzenegger, we know really well of all his screw-ups because he chose to go to the political side, which makes that third episode actually quite hmm. interesting. As much as I love Stanley, I haven't like gone digging through his dirt, which I'm sure there is. You know, but it didn't feel like I needed to know that in this documentary because it wasn't that kind of a thing. 
it's not like somebody else ta- talking about stanley it was just like him being like this is my life let me tell you about me does the stanley documentary talk about the most important phase of his life the one where he hosted who wants to be a superhero oh my god <laughs> i don't know cuz i haven't actually finished it i'm like almost i'm, done I'm sure they end they with that then you know like cuz all of his life is just a build up to that have you uh, seen that show Trishna? i have not people basically create superhero characters and then mm. like they do the entire Shark show Tank as Tank. those characters yeah so they given they're given like challenges and tasks or whatever but they're being the character throughout their method uh it's like pro wrestling but without the wrestling <laughs> so i think you will enjoy it very much i cannot i i mean this is completely irrelevant to you and most of our listeners but i have been watching so many podcasts lately of old 90s and 2000s wrestlers now nice. having their retrospect moment and it's it's the best anyway Nice. What do you got? What you got? What you got? What you watching? Uh I have a couple of recommendations for you. First, a couple of comedies. Um No Hard Feelings is a Jennifer Lawrence movie that uh, just came out. Oh, yeah. And it is surprisingly good, I will say. So it's basically like it, yeah. it, it's like a raunchy comedy about That's very surprising. I've never I've never cared for Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan either, but I think it's interesting that after a f- at least a few years away from the spotlight essentially like I, i i can't remember the last major thing she's been in this is a sort of uh this is a comeback vehicle of sorts for her but rather than going like prestige or uh, going big franchise she's basically done a standalone comedy and i think that's great because i think we should be seeing a lot more standalone comedies or like standalone films in general for that matter but this harkens back to like um the era of like the Judd Apatow sex comedy you know except it's got like a a pretty great uh, female mm. as the lead oh, okay. and it works surprisingly well even though it is like the year of our lord 2023 so basically the the plot is about Jennifer Lawrence being a <laughs> uh, a perpetually broke uber driver whose car gets uh, repossessed so she now uh, she basically takes up an assignment uh by these rich parents the father is matthew broderick which is great always nice to see him uh and the mother is laura benanti and uh, they basically oh, ask jennifer yeah. lawrence's character to take their son's virginity <laughs> so yeah that's basically just the setup for a pretty fun uh i i wouldn't call it a rom-com cuz it's not really about romantic feelings between uh jennifer lawrence and the kid who have not seen before in anything else uh and it's definitely not about them like ending up together in the end but it's about like friendship and you know like feelings of betrayal mm. when he inevitably finds out about the arrangement and so on and most importantly it's funny it's well done funny they've got like slapstick moments that work like really well uh the the witty banter is great so all in all a okay good day at the pictures and the kind of thing i'd like to see more of all right wow that's very good to hear On the flip side just to like draw a contrast uh there is The Outlaws yeah. which is a Netflix <laughs> version of the same thing right yes <laughs> it's uh it's Adam Devine yeah yeah playing um uh well essentially the 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 setup is that he's a bank manager and he's, he's marrying pretty sure that into his into a family or something yeah yeah his bank gets robbed and he is convinced that his uh fiance's parents are the ones who robbed the bank in the first place and this Pierce Brosnan your boy my boy our boy and Ellen Barkin impressive cast 
but kind of phoned in at best and uh, utterly predictable. So mm. not not an outright terrible movie, but not the most memorable. So I wouldn't give it a a hard recommendation, but you know, in typical Netflix style, if you're not up to much and you have yeah. like a couple of hours to kill, feel free to watch the outlaws. You want to kill time? Netflix is the place for you. Yeah, fair enough. I trust you until otherwise. Um, I will recommend <laughs> something from the Apple um, gamut. They've always been very consistent for everything I've seen. I haven't seen as many things on Apple as I have, obviously, with your Netflixes and Disney Plus. But uh, the Apple TV batting average for me is quite high. Uh, but that's also because, mm-hmm. like I said, I've been I've been selective. So um, shrinking has come and gone, but I just finished that, and that was a real joy to watch, especially to see how highly enjoyed. Flex. It, yeah flex his muscles in a way that he's never been able to before. It was so nice. But what I will really suggest to people is uh, still the Michael J. Fox documentary. I knew I was going to like it because obviously I love Michael J. Fox, so hooray. I'm happy to see more from him and to see him speaking about his plight with Parkinson's at length because uh, I'd never really known too much about it, uh, just the broad headlines. But I was also very happy to see that Davis Guggenheim was doing it. And Davis Guggenheim is a documentarian that I've really enjoyed for a long time. He made a one of my favorite documentaries in like the late 2000s called It Might Get Loud, which is a guitar nerds documentary. But point is, um, this one, in a very Dave, Davis Guggenheim style, I thought was handled really nicely. And I'll just say two things about this, which is that uh, it's not as much of a downer as it could have been because it obviously is a very morose topic. And if you don't know about Michael J. Fox's plight, he's had Parkinson's uh, since he was diagnosed at a very early age in his early 20s, just as his career was like really exploding into the stratosphere. And so he had he had a hard time dealing with that and became a bit of an alcoholic and had to uh, hide his plight from his loved ones because of a whole bunch of you know anxiety and fears but then when it came to a head, um, over the last how many, I guess, I don't know, 40-ish, maybe more years, he's um, raised like millions, if not like a billion dollars, I think, uh, for Parkinson's research and has really become a champion for that. So that's amazing for him. But like I said, I had never known much about the the minutiae of what the disease actually is like how does it actually take a hold of you and so a, it's very informative it's like it, you you really get told a lot about how people deal with it but the best part is you're, you're being told by michael j fox and the most endearing thing which makes it not a sad downer of a watch is that man this guy i really really wish after having seen this really wish that it, uh, we were in that multiverse where michael j fox could play spider-man because this guy, to the letter, is Peter Parker. Because with like him being as messed up as he is, when he's giving his interviews, you can just you have to watch this with subtitles. Because like his his speech is just so slurred, and everything about uh, the way he moves is so unpredictable and just hard to understand and get a grip on. But he is so laugh out loud funny at all times, and is so chipper. Like he's never down about it. And that is so goddamn enduring in the most, you know, Spider-Man kind of way. Like, this guy is like such a fucking superhero. And it's just, it's put together really well in a very entertaining way because um, 
the whole form of the thing is just him talking in a talking head to camera directly, Davis Guggenheim behind the camera. And Guggenheim's voice will just be like, hey, so tell me about, all right, this part. Tell me about the alcohol. Tell me about, like, why you lied about this. Tell me about what your wife first said when you told her. And, you know, the yada, yada. And so he riffs and says, you know, well, I saw it like this and this, this, that. But that visual is not compelling. So Davis Guggenheim is a very good editor, first and foremost. And so, like in a lot of his documentaries, what he's done is he's just stitched together some really nice moments for the 90-odd minutes of the whole movie just stitched together pieces from Michael J. Fox's acting career that are nice visual cues for what he's saying. So when he says, like, yeah, so I walked into the, doc- into the doctor's office and, like, the doctor, like, slapped me with his report and, like, he just, like, cut to him playing a doctor on a show and he walks in and, like, the doctor is, like, this old cranky guy and it's just, like... So it's, just, it's very amusing that way because, like, while Michael J. Fox is telling you a very traumatic horror story... In the most Michael J. Fox way, he tells it to you in a very like tongue-in-cheek kind of like, yeah, you know, these things happen, whatever, that's life. And then you watch a very young, able-bodied Michael J. Fox like being all goofy and Teen Wolf. And so you're like, you're being told a really sad story, but it's very light. So, you know, big kudos to handling something in not a drab and dreary way um, and doing it in a very uplifting way. So yeah, Michael J. Fox still is the show. That sounds very interesting. It's a very, very fun watch, yes. Not, not very fun, but very, uh, you know, enduring and compelling watch. Well, I will be checking that out for sure. So, tell us what you think of our recommendations. Drop in your own. What do you think we should be watching, reading, listening to? And should we be talking about those things? Uh, you can contact us at GeekFoodHQ on all the socials or write into us at contactgeekfoodhq at gmail.com. This has been a quest on the side. Mm-hmm.